Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Off Grid NFL podcast with me, Johnny Bisbee, and I'm joined as always by James Fallows. How are you today, buddy? All alright? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks, mate. Yeah, not too bad at all. How about you? I am very well, very well. I had a lovely bank holiday here in the UK. But the NFL is the NFL draft is over for another year. And we're entering a bit of a off-season hiatus, which I'm mm-hmm. not really looking forward to. Obviously, it was a, a busy few days uh, during the big event. Um, there's a lot to look back on and discuss. Have you caught back on on sleep from staying up for the draft? Because I certainly haven't. I'm still feeling a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> no, I'm not that. And then you throw a bank holiday into the mix as well. And then, you know, obviously, you get Monday off and the kids are off school and everything else. So I'm sort of a bit out of sync with like, where sorts. days are and everything else uh yeah that sort of remember i got the kids out to school and everything this morning and sort of then i was like okay what day is it now what i'm doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, i am um, exactly half an hour nap. i'm not still <laughs> i don't know no you just power on that you? you just got to get through it yeah absolutely well we've got um you know after the the bank holiday, there's another one coming back up in the uk next week so oh, a short and week which is nice but um but yeah, summer's coming and everyone's feeling, you know, a little bit nice and relaxed. And obviously there's, uh, you know, a lot still going on in the NFL uh, from the past week. So it was a busy few days. Our mock predictions were a little mixed. I think like everyone, there was, I mean, like every, every year, there's a lot of um, unpredictability. Yeah. A lot of picks that we were fairly off on. We'll discuss them in more detail um, uh, later. But, um, you know, there were some picks that we loved, um, some picks mm. that we were totally confused by. How would you describe the the, the 2023 NFL draft in, in Kansas City? Because it, it was, you know, it was obviously, you know, every year it's, it's something we always look forward to. The event itself, the yeah. NFL just does unbelievably well in, in, in marketing of this sort of event, which, you know, on the surface of it, 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 there isn't a great deal revealed, I suppose, from, you know, in terms of um, the success of a team, you know, whatever that's all to come. Yeah. Um, but the NFL keep produces, you know, mass numbers of attendance of viewership. It's altogether just, just a, a, a brilliant event that they've, they've, they've created. Yeah. Yeah. Since the since the announcement was made years ago that they were going to move it city to city, sort of like a a travelling circus, if you like, there were doubters at first. Don't get me wrong, because you know a lot of people are are very into the sort of routine of where it was in in New York before. And but actually, the NFL have done an amazing job of of marketing it, moving it about, choosing great locations in 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 massive cities with huge football towns and stuff and, and the, the mm. crowds turn up and travel far and wide and put and a great spectacles put on um and the, and the crowds really make it you know the the react the live reactions to the crowds in these different cities just make it so much more intriguing than than perhaps it had been before you know it was it was always a big deal but it was limited and it was getting a little bit stale, I think. So this has been an, an awesome thing for for the NFL. To Absolutely. Respond. Well, it's, um, it's 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 just nice to see how interactive everything is. You know, see different yeah. people making the picks and the announcements. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just a, a, just a nice festival of teams coming together. Yeah. Um, 
and well celebrating you know the, the achievements of, of players coming out of college so yeah and it it gives people an opportunity to go and see it that perhaps they wouldn't have had it before you know traveling to new york before if you were sort of I don't know if you if you're in America and you're in the southern states or on the opposite coast or something that's a massive jaunt to go to for a couple of days and and, and obviously the time difference even just to view it, it is pretty still pretty big yeah so it's massive for us as well um but but yeah this gives up different people an, an opportunity to go and witness what it's like um as for the actual draft itself in in is this year's iteration I think this is one of the better more intriguing was i'm not saying the best top players Mm. are going to come out of this draft necessarily it's not going to be necessarily littered with with hall of fame type talent but in terms of what teams have done and the sort of first and the first round and sort of day two and three um little bit less so but the first round especially was really intriguing you know we really sort of struggled to predict what teams were going to do when there were some big big surprises there um players going a lot higher players dropping everything else but yeah certainly one of the more intriguing ones that i've seen for the last probably two or three years anyway sort of the last ones absolutely last few have felt quite predictable mm. um like i say it's, it's it's hope season now for for every team um but you know we're going to this little bit of a sort of down downtime yeah um, now is a great time to reflect on on what's done and what could what teams could still do and then obviously you sort of even have one eye on the future on the sort of what teams are going to try and be like in in what the records are going to be in the next year how that's going to play out for the season based on, on what they've done now mm. um and is there still work for them to do because obviously they're still undrafted free agents um, yeah Still you going know, on. Players yeah. can still make make cuts and pick, pick, pick players can get picked up, you know that way. So there's there's still there's still wheeling and dealing to be done. There's there's an awful lot of working out to do. I think even in the players drafted, we don't know whether or not some of the quarterbacks taken will be will be starting straight away. There's obviously a lot of um, a, a lot of work to be done. Um, yeah. by the teams with, with, with some of the prospects. You know, a lot of raw talent here, obviously some great potential, but we may not see that for, for, for a, a fair few years. Um, we'll get straight into it then. Um, the first pick, the Carolina Panthers, um, who, you know, we've talked about it for, for so long, gave up such a haul to get to yeah. number one in their trade with the Chicago Bears. Their man was obviously Bryce Young, who they selected yep. Um, with the first pick on Thursday, obviously they've they've got their man. They must be thrilled to bits with with Young, you know, the, the consensus top player or top yeah. quarterback at least um, yeah, coming out of yeah. college over the last few years. Um, yeah, there's no no real surprise there. We we no. there had been you know discussions throughout the off season of whether they go Stroud. Um, but um, but yeah, I think it's it's um, it's happy times for uh, Carolina. I know Young's you know already getting stuck in, um, you know meeting teammates um, on the yeah, facilities yeah. and yeah, just just you know setting the ground groundwork down nice and early um, as he becomes the, the franchise quarterback in Carolina. Yeah, um, you know obviously early on there was a little bit of chatter, like you said about who Stroud Young. Richardson got thrown in there at one time, I think, and and even Will Levis jumped up to to the sort of odds on favorite. But yeah. you know the a lot of the chat didn't last very long. You know we sort of seem to know for for a few months now that that um, 
that Bryce Young was going to be the guy. Right choice, in my opinion. Um, definitely the best quarterback available. Okay, you can argue that maybe a guy like Anthony Richardson has greater upside potential, but it is completely mm. that at the moment. It is, it is just potential. And the Panthers need a guy who can come in, who's plug and play, who's who's going to hit the ground running. And I think that, you know, Bryce Young is, is definitely that Absolutely. guy now. Obviously, there's the, there are the question marks. You know, I've, I've got a, uh, a friend from uni who sort of texted me after it was picked and he was like, I heard your podcast and you were talking about his size and everything else. And so people are listening, by the way. Just, <laughs> just go if you want it. Well, that's <laughs> awesome to hear. Yeah, cheers, Jack. Thank you very much. Um, no one listening. And uh, yeah, he was saying about the size and everything else. And, and I just sort of said to him, yeah, I know I, I, I get it. And I, I just sort of hear what, what people have been saying. Mm. It's not necessarily his his height in in my opinion it's more his physical stature yeah he can put a little bit of muscle on and make himself a little bit more robust but i think he's in a good position in carolina i think they've got a good line i think they'll protect him pretty well yeah whether he's got the best options at receiver and everything at the moment you know they've they've done okay i liked their acquisition of uh of thielen and i like hayden hurst as well so he's got a couple of, he's got some experienced players around him which yeah. is what i think he needs in this first year, whilst he settles in, whilst they continue to build around him, and then they can continue to add young receiving talent over the next few years and really dig in that way. They're good on the, you know, they've got a decent defense, so they're going to stay in games. He's quick on his feet. He's pretty agile. I, I, I think this, this should be a good season for Carolina. I know that it's still a bit of a rebuilding operation, but you know they're in a. They're in a pretty winnable division. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like hugely, hugely competitive. Um, so I I expect I expect them to be on the right side mm-hmm. of five hundred as they as when the when the season comes to an end, whether, you know, that manifests itself into a playoff push. I mean, I, in that division I would have thought so. Um but yeah, I, I I'm not expecting amazing things out of Bryson, but I expect him to be a good game manager for them in this first year like I say still in this sort of slight transition period yeah yeah I think I yeah think it's I, good. I think it, I think it's the right they've made the right pick things absolutely. are looking good Carolina should be pretty hopeful next year I I completely agree I think he's definitely the most um NFL ready quarterback the, the con- concerns about his size you know we, we know how much the new head coach Frank Reich has, has talked about the importance of yeah. um, uh, of size and the the, the stature of a, a quarterback. But you've hit the nail on the head. I think that Carolina don't have a bad team around him. All right, they may not have um, the, the the greatest of receiver options at the moment. But um, you, you know, from from quarterbacks coming into the league, coming past, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow in their first year coming in, they. They were in really poor teams. You know, obviously Jacksonville yep. finished finished bottom uh, of the entire NFL um, in, in Lawrence's first year. Uh, Burrow had a poor line. You know, still, you know, there's still obviously question marks mm. about the Bengals line. But but his um, his big injury in his first year, uh, Carolina's yeah. got some some good pieces up front. So yeah, I, I think I think he's in a good place, and I think yeah, this is this is the obviously. You know, in hindsight, we can we can talk about, it, but I think this is a, a, a great landing spot for for, for young, um, and 
yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in, in in a division which is possibly in a bit of a weak, um, yeah, uh, weak stage. So, yeah, you know, good opportunity for for him to progress. Yeah. Um, as the league progresses and, and, and as the team progresses, we'll move on to the the the, the second pick because I mean, well, the, the first pick was obviously the most predictable. From then on, anything could have happened. You know, there was yeah. talk about the Texans potentially trading back, going Will Levis, um, or even taking uh, you know the best defensive player available at number two, um, trying to get um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they went CJ Stroud. For me, and I'm pretty sure yourself, this is the the the, the sensible sensible option for Houston. Um, yeah. Obviously, they traded back in to number three to get the the Carolina uh, the the Cardinals uh, third overall pick to pick Will Anderson, but 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 just taking Stroud as a pick um, um, as itself. Houston have needed a new quarterback for the last few years. Is, mm-hmm. is Stroud? Stroud's obviously you know, coming into the man. How do you feel about that? If you were a, a Texans fan, um, I mean, I I would have been okay as a Texans fan with Stroud or Richardson. I mean, I could understand taking Richardson in in when you assess the Texans as a much bigger rebuild operation than let's say. Carolina, um, just because he's probably a better runner, he's more mobile, and he's perhaps the better athlete. But you need a quarterback who is can perhaps come in and steady the ship with things like you know accuracy and timing and poise under pressure. And I think C.J. Stroud is probably the better option than anybody else available obviously after Bryce Young has gone um he's got good pocket presence he's got he can make all of the passes he's he's still pretty accurate and he's pretty mobile on his feet so I yeah this was the sensible choice we probably should have just listened to what we were doing a couple of months ago and just gone quarterbacks one two rather than try and be clever but then maybe that was just sort of smoke screens put up by the Texans to ensure that they could take Stroud at that pace to sort of fend off calls um, for people wanting to draft up for him, you know, maybe like the Titans or somebody. Um, and then they could make the sneaky move at number three as well, mm-hmm. which I really liked. But but I like Stroud. I think obviously the, the questions about the S2 test and everything else. And to be honest, I don't, I don't read a lot into that. I, mm. I, I know what it means and, and I understand why some people would take it seriously. But like you said, he's, he's a, He's a quarterback. He's been playing quarterback. He's mm. not necessarily a guy who sits down and and sort of takes tests like regularly. And he he understands the game, and it's it's clear to see when you watch his college tape that he does understand football. He's he makes good decisions on the field. Okay, he might not be the most polished QB. But very rarely is a yeah. quarterback who's taken from co- from the college yeah. game stepping into the NFL. It's a completely different animal than than playing at the college level. So all of them are going to have to learn. All of them are going to mm. have a, a, a an adjustment period, if you like. So for me, I I like what they've done. I think D'Amico Ryan's has made a, a a great shout there. I think he he probably him and Stroud have probably got 
struck up a decent relationship yeah. for him to have taken him at that, I think at that so. position as well. And he, he must feel that this is a guy that he can work with, that his team can work with, that they can mould and that will be... that that obviously improves their team, not necessarily just at quarterback, but maybe mm. the offense as a whole, you know, through the running game, Im- improves what the receivers are going to be able to do because he's got better range than, you know, Davis Mills or whatever else. So I like it. I think it's good. I think the Texans obviously still got a lot to do um, because they needed a lot more yeah. on their team. But the, the, the quarterback position should be, providing Stroud can can take everything on board and make that next step pretty yeah. easily. They should be okay. They should be okay this year. Okay. I can sense a little bit of pessimism. Would, would you have liked them to have potentially waited another year or even gone completely bold and gone Richardson? Um, obviously, the, you know, in the trade with the Cardinals for a rebuilding yeah. team, yes, they got their, 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 their blue chip defensive player, and I think that's the most important thing in this in this snobbery. But they they did give up a lot, yeah. um, and there I mean, there are still a lot of holes on. I think they had a decent draft, yeah. but it could have been, you know, um, well, I'm purely focusing on the on the, on the two players, the two best players. Yeah. I think for them to yeah. you know to get available, but um, yeah, yeah. I- I think my my pessimism is not necessarily based on the picks that they've made. It's just more that they've got so many needs. This is a good. They've had a good draft. Don't get me wrong. And this first round was good. Yeah, okay. You can say they gave up a lot, but I don't see the point in them waiting till next year. Maybe the quarterbacks are better next year. But but Texans fans are going to be sick mm. of waiting. You yeah, know what if Stroud? Yeah. What if Stroud is better than these guys in the end? And you missed him this this time around. You know you're, you're going to be living in that sort of Chicago Bears, Pat Mahomes, what if scenario for the for the rest of their of career. Yeah. Um, so I think they they made the right moves. I think they've done good business. They've just got a lot of holes. I don't expect them to be making massive strides, but I don't expect them to be the worst team in the league again. Um, certainly not. You know they should be looking at six wins next year. Is great improvement, and they continue their rebuild in next offseason and in the next draft. And then from there, providing everything goes okay and they sort of stay injury-free and everything else, then they can look to try and take that next step and make a playoff push. Yeah, absolutely. It's always going to be difficult to do in one draft. I mean, look at the... That's just another team, the Cardinals, who they traded from three with massive holes, lots of needs. I think they've had a good draft, but it's not going to help them massively this year. They're going to have to wait another year before things are obviously going to injury a quarterback and everything else, but you can't do everything in one go. And that's what, that's what rebuilding is. Um, Some fans expect it, but you know, the, the, the true fans, the hardcore, the diehard, they know they've put up with these few years of pain. Okay. They're going to have a sort of transition year. Then next year, hopefully they can, they can crack on. Yeah, absolutely. I think just going back to the Texans, I think um very similar to the Panthers in terms of they've 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 waited, you know, a long time to yeah. to get their their quarterback. They're not in a difficult well, comparatively difficult divisions as such. No. They're very open. Teams are rebuilding. Teams are in very similar situations. Um, you know, they could perform very well this year. We, we, we could see, yeah. you know, either one of these teams, um, you know, push for the, 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 the top two places 
um, in in their respective divisions. Yeah, um, so. Sticking in the AFC South then, um, the Indianapolis Colts have their franchise quarterback for the future in Anthony Richardson. Um, yep. He, like we, we, we just mentioned, um, is probably, you know, the, the player with the most potential coming out of college. Yes, he's not the the finished product and he's, he's very raw. There's going to be a, a lot of things that he, he needs to do this offseason. He may not even start um, uh, the 2023 season with obviously Gardner Minshew in um, as a starter in Indianapolis. But this is certainly a pick that will excite Colts fans. Yeah. Um yeah, is it? I mean, just from just from looking on Twitter, people you know mm-hmm. have obviously their different sort of views. Um, many think that that number four was too high for Richardson, um, but you know if he if he does live up to the the the, the hype and the potential, then yeah, it's um it's obviously not going to be um you know something that's 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 frowned upon in future. How do you feel? I mean. <sighs> We can say four is too high at the moment, but time will only tell. You know, four is too high if he doesn't work out, but four is arguably not high enough if he turns out to be the best quarterback that comes out of this this entire class. So, obviously, we'll give him time. I think he does start. I think there's only one way that a, that a guy can learn um, on the field, and that is to play. Um I like Gordon Minshew there. I like him as a sort of safety net and if things start going a bit awry and getting a bit difficult for Richardson, you can put Minshew in who who's got the experience, who who knows he's a backup now, you know, at this sort of stage in his career. Okay, he wants to compete for a starting job, but let's be honest, he knows he's a backup and and he'll come in and, and he will he will take the pressure off. So I think they've got a good situation there. But I do think he'll start. Um I don't see why you would draft a guy at four to sit him when your other option is Gardner Minshew. You know, if you've got a sort of 10-year veteran who has proven that he's got, like, that he can play the game at a high level, then then yeah, okay. But it's Gardner Minshew, like I say, the guy is a bit of a, he's almost, I mean, he's only a few years in the league himself, but he's already a bit of a journeyman. And he's got a limited skill set. So I expect him only to be used should things get difficult. But I I think Richardson should should start from the get-go. I think he's landed in a good spot with the Colts, to be fair, to be able to start as well. Um, good line, good run game. Decent enough receiving core. Um, I, I think... His 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 play to begin with is going to be hit and miss. Don't get me wrong, um, but I think you've got to give him this year as much as you can to see what he's got, and then you try and sort of refine as you go through the season and polish him next off season and hope things pick up and ne- the year that the following season um, he he's in a he's in a better place again. They'll build around him a little bit bit more by then as well to to suit what his skill set is as they've judged it through the year. But Absolutely. yeah, I mean the, the... I think it's I think it's just nice to 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 see the, the Colts 
you know, yeah. having stuck with veteran quarterbacks in the carousel of, you know, uh, a revolving door of quarterbacks over the last mm-hmm. five, six years, you yeah. know, it's not going to be immediate success, as, as you say. Um, there's obviously a, a lot of work to do. Um, but, you know, over time, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch his, his development. I actually like, you know, the other the other uh, picks that they've made um, in this draft to, yeah. you know, work around um, uh, work around uh, Richardson, um, Josh Downs from, from North Carolina, you know, undersized, yeah. but I think could form a really nice duo with, with Richardson. They've obviously got yeah. a, a decent O-line, which... You know, may have had a you know a, a slight off year last year, but there's certainly some 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 um, some top pieces there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's, it's it's an exciting one for for, for Colts fans. And you know, this if if like the Texans, they they have the players to really pr- pr- progress. Um, to, sorry, the yeah. Texans and the Panthers to, to to really progress. They could even in, end up winning the division at the end of the year. We don't know how these, uh, you know, these two divisions in, in the South are going to play out because of the teams are, are pretty much very closely bunched together in their yeah. rebuilding slash progression sort of stages. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I was just going to, the thing that I was just going to ask you was just, you know, you've if you're a Colts fan at the moment, you know you've seen a lot of veterans come in the door who play in a sort of very similar way. Are you pleased that they've just gone in this different direction of taking somebody young and taking somebody with a completely different style who's much more mobile and athletic? Does do you think that that that's what Colts fans wanted, and do you think that they will be mm-hmm. they will be pleased that that's the way that the team has gone? And made that sort of change now with, you know, with a with a new coach and everything else. I, th- I think absolutely. I think we we we've spoken about this on on various pods about whether you know we we've almost wanted the Colts to to go for this sort of player, whether that be Richardson or even Lamar Jackson. I know we, I know you yeah. had included him in um, mm-hmm. one of the first mock drafts we did, yeah, um, yeah. and. The expectation, I, my expectation was for 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 Will um, uh, Will Levis's name to to get called out um, at number four. It felt very cult. <laughs> it it, it just felt very cult. I think you know maybe I had got I got stuck into that circus. You know he was the odds-on favorite to go second overall. Yeah, he hadn't gone. Did, yeah. You know, obviously Stroud's gone. Um, I I. I felt Richardson could fall to um, the the Seahawks, the Lions, or even the Raiders. Um, and yeah, I hadn't really, you know, on draft day itself, I hadn't really given it thought. Um, obviously, Stroud went to the Texans. I think they've made the right decision in, in, in going for Richardson. There's so much potential there. And yeah, I think teams that have gone down that route recently, the, the potential route, you know, have reaped the rewards I would say there's obviously you know it's obviously hit and miss at times but for this type of player I think mm. um um you know with so many comparisons to, to Lamar Jackson um yeah yeah I'm I'm very excited to see see what what Richardson can do yeah moving moving on to the next quarterback oh sorry go on no no I was going to say the just the last thing on that is I've heard this sort of this pick compared to like an NBA draft type pick you know in in the NBA a lot of 
a lot of players are picked based on their potential, their upside, not okay. necessarily on on what they've produced previously, but but on their build and their athleticism and their raw talent and and how sort of malleable they'll be to become an an, an NBA top prospect. Um, and and I can see that with with Richardson, he sort of fits that bill and in, in, in he's in that mold where everything's quite raw at the moment. And obviously, he's got very limited college game time. Um, so I sort of get that comparatively. Um, and we, we haven't really seen a lot of this in the NFL in the first round. You know, these guys are often picked mm. later on. So I think it's interesting that teams are willing to be a little bit more or take a take a few more risks, if you like. Whereas yeah, it's, it's, perhaps before they've been a little bit brave as well they, because they of like the... taking what they know. <laughs> Obviously, we'll talk about the Eagles, but their their picks from the last few years, as we know, this year again, they pick for the future, and they seem to just get a complete conveyor belt of of talent coming through to replace the older generation. Um, yeah, yeah, I think. You know the pressure is on, obviously, for, for for teams to address their needs from the off, um, yeah. as is the nature of business of 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 the NFL. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it's a you know, and money obviously talks as well. That's that's a a big thing, and keeping a player on for for three years and not really doing anything is gonna you know <laughs> they're gonna be less inclined to, to 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 keep them on. So it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting one. Um, the the next quarterback or the next couple of quarterbacks will will Levis obviously we've we've spoken about having his horror of a, an opening night um, <laughs> in Kansas City he dropped out of the first round completely and yeah ended up going to the Tex uh, sorry to the Tennessee Titans in the second round um, they get a new quarterback another player who isn't expected to start straight away no. he'll obviously be glad to be on an NFL team, but um but yeah, it could be a while till we see him. Is this a good pick for the 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 Titans? Uh, you know, there's a few picks here that they are in a full rebuild sort of mode. Um, you know, they picked a new uh, running back as well in the uh, I think it was a third round. Um yeah. built rebuilt their offensive line which was decimated this off season. Um yeah, yeah what's the future hold for the for Tennessee after the twenty twenty three draft? This is a really difficult one to judge because they still have the potential with the old guard, and I'm thinking sort of Ryan Tannehill um, and Derek Henry to 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 move those guys on still this off season. I wouldn't be hugely surprised if one or both of them ends up going. Similarly, I wouldn't be sub- too surprised if they both stay. I think just thinking about Will Levis specifically. I- <laughs> I think this is pretty shrewd business from the Titans because if he is their quarterback of the future, what they as he started to fall, the teams that needed a quarterback started to become fewer, and yeah, the Titans just okay. They played a slightly risky game, you can argue, because they they allowed him to go. And if he'd gone before, they may have been kicking themselves, but they may have liked Hendon Hook and they may have been fine with either of those guys. Let's just use those two for now. Um, but if letting Levis fall out of the first round takes a lot of pressure off him now, 
if Tannehill leaves and he starts, there's a lot of pressure on a on a on a round one quarterback. Mm, even if he's picked thirtieth, even you know, if, yeah, absolutely, you're always around one quarterback. Even if okay, there's a lot of pressure on being the number one overall pick. That's huge, but. It's it's not as bad if you pick. I get 30, that. Like so. I get that. I was actually I was listening to um, Ryan Leaf of all people who <laughs> was talking about who was the winner of the, the the first round of the draft, and he was like, "Well, we'll leave us. It's um, you know the pressure's completely off him. Yes, he's not got a, a team at the moment, but he'll now go to a place where he's not expected to produce straight away." Yeah. Um, you know, we we've spoken about there's the, you know there's obvious talent in in this guy and yeah, was a genuine first round prospect. Um, it's just the landing spots after the Colts and the 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 the, the Titans picks were out. I you know maybe the Vikings, um, but the the landing spots became fewer and fewer. Um, yeah. yeah, I. I I think it's you know sensible for for Tennessee to be thinking about the the, the future. It's it's going to feel it's going to be a strange year um, for them, but um, but yeah, real progress made. I think in yeah. in this year's draft. So, yeah, I was just thinking about now. It's a weird quarterback room that they've got going on there at the moment because obviously they've still got Tannehill. They've got a new draft pick in Will Davis, and they've got last year's pick in Malik Willis as well. <laughs> very, very. I'll see. Still doing there. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Very bizarre, and like maybe they could sort of, maybe they can use a sort of Willis Levis dual threat type QB okay. sort of thing in the in the future. Levis is a decent athlete and a decent runner himself. Mm. Willis has got that more of that sort of pure speed that you would have that that people were talking about last year. So maybe they've got a sort of plan for something. I I, I don't know. That it's just you know. It's, just chucking that one out there, just as, as it's sort of come into my head, it could be complete nonsense. In in and Willis, <laughs> you know, has to move on to find another team. Well, he, he's year, certain, but... yeah. He's um, he's certainly, you know, at this stage going down as one one of the poorest picks of of last year's draft. Um, yeah. We'll we'll move away from the quarterbacks because we've 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 spent a fair bit of time. I know we've not spoken about Hendon Hooker. He's obviously gone to the Lions. Uh, a bit of a development pick. We'll we'll wait and see how how that goes. We'll, but we will talk about the Lions because we're going to talk about the 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 teams that had the the best and perhaps the the worst hauls this year. Obviously, yeah. Detroit. There's been a lot of talk uh, about Detroit. A lot of stick. A lot of criticism from. From commentators, you know, love looking at Twitter, and you know, obviously there's 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 a lot of talk on there with their particularly their first round picks in in Jamal Gibbs and Jack Campbell. Now, you know, obviously James, it's it's, it's so difficult to judge a draft class, uh, but the consensus seems to be that the Lions had a, had a poor one. I mean, I for me that feels very unjust. I like both the players they've selected. Yeah. You know, perhaps there was a, a, a value issue, but you know, see so the, the the Lions were able to recuperate. Um, yeah, what they you know recuperate some picks by by the trade back with the Cardinals. Um, my question is though, is obviously Bajan Robinson, the consensus generational talent at running back, would have been available at six if the Lions had 
stayed at six, would they have taken him um, with that pick? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think they would. I, I think... They, they, they've done some really interesting things and I, I do like what they've done. I get that a lot of people don't like the value of taking running backs high and everything else and, and some of their other moves may have may have been a little bit rich. Um, perhaps if things had swapped round, um, we wouldn't be judging it so harshly. Maybe if they'd taken Campbell at 12 and Gibbs at 18, both would have seen mm. seemed a reach but perhaps wouldn't have been quite as bad because you know people are a little bit easier on the defensive prospects than they are on running backs for some reason um i i don't think they ever thought that Bijan was their guy uh, otherwise i think they would have stayed there i think they would have mm. stayed and they would have taken him um so I don't think he was ever their choice. I think they were happy with Jameer Gibbs. I think they were happy to to drop back a little bit. They're a different team. They're a different breed. Um, you know, we'd seen Dan Campbell last year, especially through hard knocks and whatever else. He's, he's, a, he's a different type of head coach. He's got that old school vibe to him. You know, I... I am left curious as to, as to what they did with their running back room this off-season because... They let Jamal Williams go, who broke records, scored so many touchdowns, and let him walk pretty cheaply, really. You know, it wasn't a huge contract that he took up. Um, And I I don't know why they didn't keep him. And then they took a guy when they already had DeAndre Swift, who I think is a good... is a good player. And they've just taken taken on David Montgomery as well. Obviously, I think maybe something behind the scenes with Swift just wasn't working for them. Maybe they just don't gel um, and they knew that they were going to move on from him so they had to take somebody else. But I like this setup. I think it works. I think it's good, for, especially for, for Goff um, because he's good in the run game and the pass game. And that's if you're going to take a guy in the first round, he's got to be a, a, a sort of dual threat. You know, he's got to be good in, in, in both as a as purely as a runner, but also as a pass catcher as well, and it's interesting because when we've seen the best of Jared Goff, that's what he's had. You think of when he had Todd Gurley in his prime, those prime years. Yeah, Gurley was excellent in the passing game. You know, lined up a little bit in the slot and just sort of made those cross field runs that sort of threw defenders off, and but then could still make those power runs when it was down on the sort of five yard line. Um, and he could break a lot of tackles in, in the open field. So I think Gibbs is a similar player, and I think this benefits Goff. Um, I think maybe we see a bit of investment in Goff in more of, as more of a long-term prospect as well. Now, I know they took Hendon Hooker, but the, sort of, the way that this points at the moment is that they like what they've seen out of Goff, and they've tried to build around him. To, to sort of kick them on into that to that sort of next stage um, and try and make the sort of a run into the playoffs next year. So I do like their moves. I'd like them if they'd come a few picks lower. But if these guys work out, I don't really care about that. And I think they're very yeah. Lionsy players at the moment. So I mean, Absolutely. I, don't, I, I don't know. Well, obviously, that's just 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 my opinion. What I mean, what you know, you might think completely differently. So I'm interested to hear well, what, what your thoughts are. I I think it's. 
it's um you know there's obviously yeah, I was very shocked for them to go Gibbs at twelve because we felt that you know we felt that he would be available at eighteen. Same with Campbell, had never considered him really a a first round prospect. All right, they're, they're, they're good players, um, and I really like the picks, but I think it's just the the value aspect of 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 that. I mean, and yeah. you can put that on the flip side. They got great value in taking um, someone like Brian Branch in the mid mid second round. Someone who yeah. is a fantastic football player. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how the lines align their defensive backs. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Branch is um, a very good safety, uh, can be used well as as a nickel. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how their secondary progresses this year because it was one of the, 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 the negativities um, that came out of, you know, a, a relatively successful year in 2022. Um, so, yeah, they, they've definitely got value in different places as, yeah. as well. Um I think I was not not hoping, but it's, you know I've come to quite admire the the, the way that that Dan Campbell um, has built his um, and and Holmes as well, the, the general manager, yeah. I've, I've built their their Lions team. Um, I was almost expecting them to, to to be in a position to take someone like Jalen Carter, um, Bajan yeah. as well, um, and. Maybe I'd got stuck in in my head that they were going to take one of the blue chip players, one of the the players that you know, that, yeah, who could make a potential generational talent. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, obviously, you know, there's obviously time for for, for Gibbs and Campbell and Nobel in an NFL yeah, game absolutely. yet. But um, but yeah, it was just a value sort of thing. But um, but yeah, yeah. fantastic draft um, for 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 them. Yeah, um, the other guy as well on. that we just, sorry, we didn't mention is, it, uh, the other surprise was taking um, Iowa tight end Sam Laporta at 34. You know, one pick above the Raiders who took mm. Michael Mayer at the 35. And, you know, was a bit of a another surprise for the Lions. I think he just, again, he feels more of a Lions player than than perhaps Mayer does. Um. But yeah, you know, it's one of those. I think when you get into the second round, you're sort of picking these guys. A lot of teams have done their assessment. They'll have had their favourites and everything else. Yeah. Um, so obviously this is just, this is the way that their board shaped out and, and they, they feel that they've got great value. You know, we can sit here and say, yeah, we don't necessarily agree or we do agree or whatever else. But ultimately it comes down to what these guys do on the field now it, it, you know yeah, where they got drafted talk gets talked about this this first year but if these guys of course hit straight away nobody really cares like it doesn't it doesn't really matter it'll get brought up again in the future maybe just as a reference point and everything else or comparatively when other players sort of come out of the college game but like i say if these guys come in and produce nobody's going to bother whether the Lions yeah. picked him 34 or picked Gibbs at 18 or whatever else, it, it, it just becomes, you know. And, and people have their people have their own subjective opinions as well on, on players, you know. Like yeah, I say, absolutely. you may think you may think this is a great draft. I may feel it's, you know, a poor draft. Um, you know, this 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 is what it's about. I, you know, some of the, uh, the, the consensus poor 
drafts. You know, I think maybe I'm being a bit biased, but I think the Jets had a, had a decent draft. It was probably a bit you know, unexpected with the picks that they made. Um, <laughs> however, I think that the consensus of the team that had the best draft is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, Harry Roseman does it again. Every yeah. year, the uh, the, the Philly the Philly Bulldogs, as we we yeah. now call them. Um, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, just they just seem to get into positions to either stockpile the caliber of talent they have on on, on defense, particularly, um, or recuperate um, uh, recuperate picks. Uh, yeah. This year, it was the the former. Um, yeah, being able to take. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith in the first round. You know, Nolan Smith at number thirty. Oh, no, um, a player who, a player who we we, I think I'd put in in uh, at number ten for you know, uh, in one of my mock drafts. Um, yeah, uh, what, I'm not, they've even managed to find value in in the later rounds. Obviously, you know, trading a, just a fourth round um, pick and a swap of seventh for DeAndre Swift. Um, they've really improved their running back room. Um, Keely Ringo as well, um, a cornerback in the in the fourth, who was possibly a second, maybe even late ra- first round pick projection. Um, yeah, what what a move! What moves this th- these could turn out to be? Yeah, I think so. They they've got this completely different way of doing things, and. Howie Roseman is a really interesting guy because he comes from a different background than a lot of GMs and stuff. You know, he's not a player. He's not a former player or anything else. He's very much an, an bit of an analytics kind of guy. Um, and he uses that very much to fill his advantage. And he's built an, an awesome team over the last few years. Um, I think, I mean... That Carter dropped to number nine probably surprised everyone when when players kept going and his name wasn't called, especially all the defensive players. You know, I thought as soon as Seattle got on the board, I thought, okay, that's Jalen Carter gone, that's that done, we can just move on now and everything will be fine. And then he didn't go. Um, and then he sort of like when the Raiders were there at seven, I'm thinking he's there like he's just there for the taking this just makes sense <laughs> i do understand what they did but i still would have liked carter mm. as well to be fair and then he just sort of i don't know, I don't know like teams do teams just have a discussion that georgia players just go to philly this is just what happens at the off season. They sort of they sort of wheel and deal, and they pay people off in the background, and they just get the best Georgia talent. And they just, and like you say, they've just stockpiled. And I think they're going to have something like their eight percent of their squad is like made up of Georgia former Georgia what players at the joke. moment, which is like the most of any one school for any any team. Um, mm. And then obviously you had DeAndre Swift via a trade. It was also a former Georgia player. Um, but what I, what I'd like most about this is, is Carter obviously has got the the stuff off the field and the questions that came that, that sort of came surrounding him as we sort of moved into the draft. Yeah, what they have there in their sort of previous years picks with other Georgia players who know Jalen Carter is they've had the ability to sort of scout him themselves and then go to their 
guys who they now know and trust who played with him last year and say, okay, tell me what you think of him as a player. What's he like as a prospect moving forward and what's he like as an off-the-field guy? Can we work with him? Can you work with him? Can you ground him? Can you get him into the Philly mold? And can we put an arm around him and sort of steady his his own ship, if you like? And obviously the answers to those questions must have all been yes, because because they, they took him at, at nine, probably surprisingly to them. But as soon, you know, I think they must have been sprinting to turn that card in when when he when he was there. I, I, I sort of seem to remember watching it at the time and thinking, oh, that was that was over pretty quickly. Like it was like uh, <laughs> the Eagles are on the clock and the Eagles pick is in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I can see what's going on here. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I like it. They've had a great draft. Um, yeah, Nolan course, Smith yeah. as well, awesome pick. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said about about yeah. Keely Ringo, one hundred five, great value. Tanner McKee, strange one out of that quarterback from Stanford, number one eighty eight. Um, they probably needed a backup in there. Um, could be a could be a good choice. I, I just, just was a, was a strange one given the money that they've given to Hertz. But then I suppose getting in a quarterback in the draft as backup and makes things nice and cheap and is how they are able to afford to pay <laughs> Jalen Hurts potentially. But yeah. yeah, yeah, probably the probably the best best draft of, of any team in my opinion. Um yeah, yeah, I, I don't is, know. Is there a, is there is there another team as well who you think had a, a storm if it wasn't for the Eagles to, you know, come up Trumps. It was almost I feel it was almost luck that these players I know there's been a lot of reports about how other NFL executives are getting annoyed about all the praise that that Harry Roseman's getting. Um, <laughs> everything just seemed to fall into place. But but with 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 other teams, who which which class do you think um, um, would you say aside from the Eagles had, had the best draft? Um. Mm, just on your point about Roseman, by the way, this conversation is quickly ended. If you say you can have Roseman's picks over the last few years, or you can carry on your own teams, I guarantee most teams will want the Eagles picks. So <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that sorts that one out pretty quickly. Absolutely. It's just jealousy. Um, I think the Steelers did good business, to be honest. Um, I liked what I they agree. did. They took Georgia tack, uh, Georgia guy Broderick Jones, um, number fourteen. Great value, um, sort of fills a need for them, and then kept things in house. Number thirty-two with uh, Joey Porter Jr. I really like that pick, and obviously he's got the family ties um, with Porter Senior there as well, which is is interesting. They've got a really weird thing where they like taking family members and stuff in uh, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, the Watts are there, the um, Haywards, the Porters, Haywards, yeah, the Porters. Watts. Um, and, they, and they took at 132, they took um, Edge from Wisconsin, Nick Herbig, and they've got, they got Nate Herbig yep. there as well. Um, so, okay. you know, a, lot of, a lot of family ties there. Yeah. But I think that, but just looking at what they did in the earlier rounds, especially, so, if, and then you take Darnell Washington at number 93, offensive tackle, cornerback. Um, they took a, a defensive player, Keanu Benton, at 49, and then tight end Washington at 93. 
really addressed positions of need for them. And Darnell Washington could turn out to be an absolute beast if he, you know, takes that next step up to the to the NFL level just in terms of his reads and his his catching ability and everything else because he's got the physical traits the guy is the guy is an absolute tank I think he's like six foot seven or something and I was watching a video of him on the um you know where they sort of run that they, they've got the the sled that they do where there's like them sort of like padded mannequin and stuff and they is weighted and they sort of run up to him push it up and off and and see how far they can move it you know, the other tight ends are sort of picking it up a little bit, just like a sort of foot off the floor and pushing it along. He's picking it up three foot off the floor and just pushing it backwards like it's no bother. Absolute beast. So, should be should be pretty interesting. He'll be at <laughs> least handy in the blocking game, if nothing else. Um, yeah. But yeah, good good business for them. Solid, um, solid Tomlin picks. Things that make their team better. Um, and I yeah. and I expect the Steelers to be pretty competitive in that division next year. I know that obviously yeah. it's it's going to be a tough tough division to to get out of. Um, but Tomlin just finds a way to keep him on the right side of five hundred, even last year when things didn't seem to be going very well, and we had big questions about the team. Whereas they come into this year healthy, might have a slightly easier schedule than they had last year. You know, look out for them to be a sort of sneaky 10 to 11 win team to sort of be a bit of a disruptor in, in games. And, and and I think um, Kenny Pickett should, should be able to pick up where we left off last year, where he was making good progress. Um, and we hopefully can take a, another step and, and, and sort of make that division really interesting and really highly yeah. competitive, one of the better divisions across the league. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that the the Steelers have perfectly addressed their needs. They needed to to bolster their offensive line. Got that in Broderick Jones. The yeah. secondary as well. They've not only got Porter, who you know we had a, a lot of us had going you know to them in the first round for yeah. him to fall to the second is just just brilliant. Um, also Corey Trice as well, who they picked up in the seventh. Thanks a, a good pickup from um, from Patu. Um, and yeah, obviously Washington. Um, you know, he potentially was was seen as a, a, a possible late first round, early second round pick. Um, they've got their new linebacker as well in, yeah. in Herbick. Um, yeah, all the needs, tick, tick, tick. Um, yep, everything's gone. You know, really, really well for for the Steelers. Uh, I really liked what the Seahawks did as well. Um, you know, they they were in, an, in, a, in a good position. In this yeah. draft, obviously two first rounders. Um, I think, like like yourself, I think I was expecting the Seahawks to go Jalen Carter, but they they went for Witherspoon, um, and yeah. maybe I was a bit underwhelmed at the time. I've, I've come to realize that no, that's that's a fantastic pick. They've now got one of the you know star studded um, uh, you know secondary rooms in in the NFL. Once oh, Jamal yeah. Allen comes back from from injury, and obviously you know, Tariq Woolen as well, who had. Such a brilliant um, uh, 2022 rookie year. Um, yeah, I think they've obviously, you know, they've continued to make the most of what is increasingly looking like a brilliant bit of business for trading Russell Wilson to Denver last year. Um, yep. Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, great addition to, 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 to the weaponry for Geno Smith. Uh, Derek Hall as well, the, um, the pass rusher who they took in the second 
Yeah. Um, and uh, another running back as well. Just a classic yeah. Pete Carroll move in in um, <laughs> in um, oh, what's, what's it called? Uh, Zach Charbonnet um, yeah. as well. So yeah, I can't wait to see what this young team um, you know does in taking more strides in twenty twenty three. They were competitive last year, and, and they and they should be again this year with you know the Rams and and Cardinals. Um, I think the Cardinals and Rams were possibly in my top two worst drafts. Maybe I'm not not that, that I'm you know I think the Cardinals got a great stud in Paris Johnson. Yeah, I I do think they gave up a, a bit of a chunk. They've got you know other holes. Um, you know they, they, they traded down with with the Texans, but. You know they really could have used some of those picks that that, that they had acquired to, um, um, you know, build a bit more. But um, but yeah, for the Seahawks in yeah. in that division, um, they've certainly made some great progress. Yeah, I actually don't mind their draft, um, purely because they had so many needs they couldn't really miss. Um, and like you say, they mm. moved around the board a lot, um, and they've basically got themselves a twenty twenty four first round pick. Which is not a not a bad way to go. Um, Ojolari, Williams, Wilson, good picks at, at, at positions of need. Um, Ojolari at edge, Williams at corner, Wilson at receiver. Um, obviously, you know they're not going to have Kyler Murray next year, so that's going to perhaps hinder receive the you know the receiver production. But it, you know they should still be able to to get a, a good grip on the league, ready for when he does come back next year. Continue to rebuild the line. Um, yeah, I, you know they t- they took a backup at QB as well. I think in, in a guy Clayton Tune one three nine from from Houston. I think he was. Um, you know they are going to need that backup maybe this year. So. I think they had they had a decent draft, but like I say, probably purely because they could have just p- taken a dartboard of, of and listed all the players yeah, around it, thrown arrows at it, and just just sort of seen what what they could get, and mm. and none of them would have been a particularly bad choice. So <laughs> not 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 bad, not great, but I think it's it sets them up well for next year, which I think is really what they're all all about, especially when Carla Murray comes back healthy. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, Rams, a year of yeah. I um some of some of the Rams picks just seem just confusing. I, I know they they they've addressed their biggest need in taking um, uh, Steve Avila, the, the the guard from TCU, um, but you know they they, they drafted Stetson Bennett using a fourth round, um, uh, Kobe Turner. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think. Um, just some of the, the the picks sort of confused me. Um, I know they didn't have a great deal to work with, but yeah, the, the Bennett one confused me a little bit. I, um, I, they, they, they have a lot of holes from from injuries, and I feel that they needed to perhaps just build around those um, yeah. rather than looking, you know, completely in the wrong direction. But 
We'll funny say that because, for another day. The Rams. Yeah, funny because just quickly, like after their Super Bowl win, people were sort of saying, "Is this going to be the way that teams that teams look to build their rosters moving forward?" Where it's not necessarily about draft picks; it's about it's about getting guys mm. who are experienced and and not necessarily and thinking about now, not always about the future. But you look at it now; they really dropped off last year. Terrible defense of the Super Bowl. Um, and yeah. didn't have very many picks coming in this year, shipped away premier talent in people like Jalen Ramsey. And you sort of got question marks about Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford now as they continue to age. It, you know, it's, it's clearly not the way to do it. And then you look at teams like Philadelphia who are, who use their veterans on these one-year deals, keep them there as long as they can, then draft around them, use their experience to help them bring the next crop of talent through, and then they're good to go forward again. You know, it, it's... I, I feel for Rams fans, I really do, because I just I just think this was a not a great draft, and that was purely mm. set up by what they've done in the past. But then they've got a ring, which a lot of teams you know, were still exactly. wishing they had in recent exactly. seasons. So, so even, you know, you take it with exactly. a pinch of salt, don't you? Of course you do. Of course you do. Well, our two teams, the Jets and Raiders. Um, oh, I know you've been dying to talk about the Jets. Yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously, since we were since we were last on air, the the news, the big the big deal has finally happened. Aaron Rodgers has joined. The New York Jets from the Green Bay Packers. Oh, really? Obviously, we, we switched. That one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're allowed to be living under a rock if you've not seen yeah, any of my yeah, excitement yeah. on Twitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, that's the big draft win for New yep. York. Um, yes, you can say that they, they, they gave up a hell of a lot to get there. Um, but f- for me... If we miss out, you know, obviously we missed out on on Broderick Jones. Um, well, that's the, that's what seems to to have happened by switching the first rounders. Obviously, we we gave up a second rounder and potentially another first rounder next year. Um, yeah. But if we miss out on a draft draft pick as a result, you know, I'm happy with that, and I think the majority of Jets fans are as well. Um, all in all, I was, you know, I'm quite happy with what the Jets did. I yeah. think when. <sighs> I think when you know we saw Paris Johnson go, um, Peter Scronson go, Broderick jo- it was either Broderick Jones or um, Smith and Jigba for me, and and you know watching Cal Stickles, the um, the, the the young kid uh, from the Make a Wish, what a brilliant! It was absolutely pumped, so excited, and you know what what a day out it was was for him. I think yeah. for me and and uh, the whole of Jets Twitter, you know. Watching back, we were just waiting patiently for him to scream Jackson Smith and Jigba at the top yeah. of his voice. So when he when he went, uh, Will McDonald, um, it was a little bit underwhelming. Not I think that even I think he he's was a bad surprised, prospect, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> you could um, see it in his and he's so <laughs> until he was reading the name, and then it sort of dialed down a notch, and he was like, "What? Who's Who, this? Really? <laughs> what, what are we doing? Like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he was, to be fair." We were talking about draft winners and losers. That guy, the ultimate winner, he, he sort of won, won there, won everything on social media. He, he's going to be living on that for, 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 uh, 
of course he is. And what a moment. Awesome. That's, that's yeah. yeah, absolutely so cool. awesome. This moment. is why but, the draft is so great as well, by the way. You know, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, all these sorts of things that they did. Obviously, they were all there before, but it just it's just gone up another level now. And these it's these little yeah. moments as well that really make things outside of the picks, I think. Yeah, of course it is. And um, yeah, just 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 brilliant to see and, and, and see someone like that get 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 such a, a, a great opportunity. Um but um, but yeah, I, I mean the, the the pick itself for for McDonald's, um, we've got a, a little bit of a dislike from from um, you know on the base of of um, uh, of the pick. Um, mm. Everyone's saying that we've missed out on Project Jones, uh, which I'm not sure I buy. You know, there's there's even talk we were in the running for for, for, for Gibbs um, at um, at fifteen. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, I think. We obviously gave up a, a relative amount for Mayor Odom, not, not, not particularly fussed. I think McDonald's um, is, a, is a prospect that we can work on. Um, we, the only thing that concerns me is we were already fairly stacked and I was happy with the players at, at defensive end. Um, you know, maybe he pushes, you know, um, a bit more um, on the edge, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a work in progress. It's nice. It's a very Joe Douglas pick. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Hopefully, it can work well in in rotation. And I think we got some great value in the, in the later rounds as well. Um, we, uh, yeah. you know, addressed offensive line issues in the second uh, and in day three. Uh, we've got a guy called Zach Kuntz who yeah. is, um, well, he is the yeah, he's an unbelievable athlete, and he's yeah. going to be a big project for for for, for New York. Um, he scored a 10 out of 10 um, relative athletic score. Um, yeah, yeah, out of yeah. the 1,100 tight ends from from 1987 till today. So yeah, we've got ourselves an absolute beast at tight end, which I can't wait for. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 fairly happy. It's all about a rod. Let's move on to 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 the season and and see where we get to. Yeah, the tight end selection is is is. For, for Aaron Rodgers as well. He loves these big tight ends and um, I think he's, you know, who really adds something to the blocking game as well. And I, I yeah. don't mind having taken McDonald. I know there's other ways that they could have gone. We were sort of talking when we'd done drafts and things before about McDonald going at the back end of the first. When you sort of sit and think about it and try and weigh it up, the difference between the back end of the first and the middle of the first it isn't a huge amount, I don't think. Mm. So... Um, I, I don't mind. I think it, it does. It just gives it what it does is it sort of stacks depth in positions where the Jets have had injuries over the last couple of years. Um, and then taking you know uh, another offensive tackle at 120 and in Cart Warren and a, a center and the 43 in Titman, you know, it just. The, the positions where they've struggled to stay healthy, it. it gives them extra protection there and as they are the positions that Rogers needs around him. So I think, yeah, good draft, but in it, and it's all, it's all founded on having finally, finally got Aaron <laughs> The big man, the big man himself. He looks good, um, look good in green. He does. He does. Seen a lot of clips, him and Garrett Wilson uh, linking up already. Cannot wait to see what he is going to be like on the field in twenty twenty. Weird to see Aaron Rodgers wear number eight. That'll take some getting used to. Obviously, yeah, that's that's the only thing. That even anyway, even with me, yeah, pretty pretty hard. But 
I like that he's there. I like that he's there and he's doing work straight away. This could have dragged yeah, out for a long course. time. I think this is a good positive, positive yeah. sign. And as for your Raiders team, they obviously picked at number seven Tyree Wilson, um, who in the week coming up to the draft was jumping up boards. Um, yep. He was... I don't know how much of of of, um, of a genuine. Well, obviously, it's not genuine with with the Texans taking Will Anderson, but he was almost, um, you know, on the same same level. It was it was seen um, as Anderson as as a best defensive prospect. Yeah. That must be an exciting move for you. Obviously, you he can come in as a bit of a rotational piece with with Chandler Jones, Max Crosby obviously and yeah. and progress from there. So it's a bit of a project I think in, in your sense, but as a whole, um are you are you happy with um the pieces that um that that Las Vegas added this year? Uh yeah, I think they did an an okay job. I think it's the best job they've done over the last few years, you know, when they sort of took over from you know, Gruden and Mayock, their their drafts were really disappointing. A lot of flops there, unfortunately. Um, this seemed much more sensible and strategic, and there seemed to be more of a plan in place. And I, and I do like the majority. I've just got a few questions. Um, speaking, you know, talking about Wilson first. Yeah, I like this as a as a sort of rotational pass rush where it keeps guys fresh. It might mean that somebody like Crosby ends up taking fewer snaps than he did before if Jones still can if if Jones can get back to more of a level of what we saw a couple of years ago. Um you know, adding Wilson into the mix just allows them to be a little bit fresher and a little bit more dynamic in the pass rush. Um obviously cornerback was quite a pressing need, but but this does you know when you've got quarterbacks to go at, you know, on the regular like Herbert and Mahomes and I mean, I'll chuck Russell Wilson in there because we've seen him twice a year, but I'm, I'm not too concerned about Wilson as much as the others these days. Um, the more pressure you can get on those guys, the better. And, and obviously, pass rush is the, is the best way uh, of doing that. So I do like that. Um, obviously, Chandler Jones is going to have a bit of a say as to how much he starts. Um, it it adds depth but also fills the hole because Jones isn't going to be around for too much longer either and him and Crosby as a it's sort of bookend um of that line should be pretty formidable in the you know years to years to come. So I uh, I do like that move for, for Wilson with the first pick. Um you know then we move on to um, the likes of that, you know, we've got Michael Mayer next, desperately needed a tight end as well. Um, you know, it's a strange one because you know we saw we said before about the Lions taking Laporta first, and when they did that, I was I was I was shocked. Um, I sort of they needed a tight end as well. I just assumed they'd take Mayer at that pick. So, and and I was fine with Laporta as well, but um. He's going to play pretty pretty early, early on. Um, yeah, of course. Well, well, he was he was for many people. I think even myself, the the projective um, first tight end yeah. or the, the you know the, the the premier tight end of the class. Um, yeah. So surely you know it's, it, 
become an instant favourite for, for for Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Um, you would think so, yeah, because obviously OJ Howard and Austin Hooper are there, and they're great, experienced veterans for somebody like Mayer to learn from. But they're not, you know, they're not the most dynamic guys at the moment. But they'll they'll, they'll offer up a nice rotation. Obviously, I like Foster Moreau. Obviously. He would seem to have been walking in free agency and then he's got his health concerns now. So where he comes back, I don't know. And Waller leaving meant they needed guys. So they added a couple of veterans, which is good for depth, and adding a young guy in who um you know is is good in the blocking game, is a good pass catcher. Um you know, because of his size, he is being compared to to somebody like Gronkowski rather than um Travis Kelsey was just because he should be a better blocker than Kelsey. Um, I don't quite know if he's at that level, but again, it's just a it's just a, a time will tell sort of thing. But I, I I like those picks. It's after that that I sort of have a few a few questions and concerns. Um, okay, not necessarily a Byron Byron Young at defensive tackle. I think that was a pretty mm. sensible pick. Um, but then they went wide receiver, um, Trey Tucker from Cincinnati. Add in depth at receiver, I think they could have done later in the draft. I would rather they'd... And I think I said this to you. Um, I think I would rather they bundled something together and try to move up into the back end of the first, top end of the second, to take one of the better corners that was available because cornerback yeah. is, a, is a massive need. And I know that they've yeah. taken a guy... Um, at 104 in Jacorian Bennett. I don't know yep. too much about him, to be fair. Could be Similar. could be yep. a great steal. Again, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, I, I would have preferred if they'd taken, um, you know, maybe taken the sort of number 70 and a seventh and sort of tried to move up to the top end of this second round and taking someone like Joey Porter, mm. for instance, who got taken by the Steelers. Yep. Well, the Steelers are probably never going to move out of that pick, but um, back end of the first, you could have got somebody as well. So they have addressed their needs. Um, you know, they've taken another safety um, with the pick that they had from from. Uh, Green Bay added a linebacker in as well, which is another position of need, another tackle, um, a QB as well, which was a strange one. I mean, we sort of thought that they could take a QB early doors, and they took uh, Aiden O'Connell QB mm. from Purdue, which was their number than thirty-five pick from New England. Um, you know, they needed someone to add in the room. Um, was Brian Hoyer in there as well, which I just, it's just you know, it is, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not setting anybody, <laughs> you know. The, the Hoyer family Doesn't gets the themselves pay- yeah. yeah, the Hoyer family gets themselves another payday. Good for them. I know, I know why he's there. It's scheme. It's Josh McDaniels. Yeah. It, it, it's it's everything else, and 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 I do get it. I get it. he's more like the QB coach on the field for Garoppolo. Um, and maybe for for this guy as well, who's just just coming in as a backup. Um, so yeah. it was okay. Um, I, I don't I don't dislike it. They've done business that they needed to do. I would like the order of it to have been different in some and maybe have you know 
they moved around the board a, a bit, the, the Raiders did, and I just don't know yeah. if they moved about in the right places. Uh, they they ended up with fewer picks, making fewer picks than they had going into the draft. I don't mind if they would have had one fewer and moved up higher and really addressed that cornerback position um, where they are struggling outside of Nate Hobbs, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I... I, I, yeah. I, I... From you know a, a neutral point of view, I think they've done well to add a bit more of the disruptive, you know, oomph to 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 um to the D line. I think I completely agree with what you've said. It's it's in the league of, of the passes that um you know in opposition the the quality that you're coming up against. You've got to target um, the the you know the the rush game, um, and yeah. I can understand why they didn't go corner early um mm. but i agree i think that was you know i think we we spoke about it and you, you know cornerback was their their biggest need obviously we, we know what the raiders have done in 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 first rounders beforehand um over the last few years and it's not been a great trend so you know no. hopefully um hopefully that that continues um in terms of you know the being able to find prospects from the later rounds and um, yeah. As you say, Jacory and Bennett, we don't know too much about him, um, but uh, but yeah, he, hopefully he can be a stud. But it would have been nice, I think, like you say, to to to, to see the Raiders make a play, um, particularly as this is a, a obviously a transition year from from Derek Carr, um, yeah. and uh, obviously. You've been a fan, you know more than more than many. Mm. But you know the Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really excite you with the the the. Um, it's not it's not the signing that that um, you know gets you excited, particularly for this no. year. And maybe no, you needed no. something a bit more. Maybe that's Wilson. Um, I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's one of I those. They've they've sort of they've they've sidestepped from from Carter Garoppolo and, and I, I get it okay maybe they're in the art in the line for for next year maybe they are sort of thinking we'll see what we can do maybe we'll build up on the on the defensive side where we can I would have liked them to have gone edge then corner then tight end to be honest that would have been my yeah, order of okay. preference for them to have addressed addressed their needs we've said, you know, you, you've got to get out the quarterback, you've got to rush him, so I get doing that business. But then if the quarterback does escape and it does manage to get a pass off, you need those corners and safeties and linebackers and, and whatever else to be able to make a play. Um, you know, especially against guys like Mahomes and Herbert, who, who you know, have got a good eye for for a bomb downfield. So if, if they'd been able to have done that, I, I would have been really happy. And I think a lot of people would have been, sort of saying, you know, they'd had a, a solid, solid draft. But, I, you know, there's still, you know, there's still surprises that could happen. You know, that you get undrafted free agents that make ma- massive impacts mm. on teams. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's still still cuts that can be made where they could pick up guys who um, you didn't expect to necessarily see the field with one team are impactful on another. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still hopeful that things are trending in the right direction. They have addressed needs, that's for sure. I don't mind adding another receiver um, into into the fold as well. Um, it's just, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Do they? Are they? Have they? I think last year they were the third best team in the division. My question is, are they? Yeah. Have they? Has that changed? 
I don't think yeah. it has. And if anything, if Denver are able to step up, especially with Sean Payton having come in, they've made good moves in the offseason. They've had a good draft. You know, the Raiders could actually now have gone from third to fourth best team in the division, which it is a pretty loaded the loaded one, don't get of me course. wrong. But but it's just yeah, it's 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 a hard division, it's a hard conference in general in the AFC. Yeah. It's pretty it's loaded with talent on you know where the NFC is is really sort of lagging behind I think but um yeah I feel like yeah I I, I, I agree with you it's, it's... <laughs> well it's all going to depend on you know the, the battle I think for um, the, the the third spots you know I don't don't want to put you down or anything but the, obviously the yeah. Chiefs are you know the, the top team the yeah. Chargers last year were the second team um I don't see you know from an outsider point of view, much change in that this year um, um, going no. into the, the the new season. What could set Raiders and Broncos apart is is the QB play and whether Wilson returns, how Garoppolo mm. re- uh, performs and, and in his first season. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. I think the Broncos, similarly, um, there's nothing in that draft that... Um, you know, it seems to be like a, a game change. Obviously, they, they, they've given up a, a lot already to get Wilson, but, um, you know, they added a nice um, uh, linebacker, you know, off-the-ball linebacker in, in, in Drew Sanders. I think that's the only... Uh, Martin Mims as well, a good target for, for, for Wilson. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, you, not, the, not the premier picks that um, you. I think you need to make a difference. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, certainly yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, in this division, it's all about commences. It's all about chasing the second place, you know. Looking at the chart, looking at like the Chargers, for example, and saying, "Can we catch the Chargers into second place and get into the playoffs that way?" And I don't think the Chargers had an amazing draft. To be fair, I like Quinton Johnson. Don't yep. get me wrong, um, but and they might have got all decent value, um, but you know the Chargers, you know, they've got issues with with staying healthy along the lines and stuff, and they haven't necessarily addressed that hugely in the off season um so they they are they are gettable um yeah but you're gonna have to have a bit of luck on your side and, and you're gonna need guys who you didn't expect for the raiders to, to step up of course um so we'll see we'll see i'm, I'm always hopeful it's that time of year but, but you know of course it is <laughs> <laughs> well we will exactly we'll just have to to wait and see for the new season to get underway and uh, and rank or sorry rate how well um, these draft prospects will do. Um, obviously, we, we can't go through every single team. We've we've not got enough time, unfortunately. But we are planning um, a nice series in the next few weeks where we will do a post draft um, uh, power rankings of the teams heading into the summer, um, which should be quite nice. Um, so yeah, we'll be able to talk in a little bit more detail about what your team has has addressed and improved, um, or whether there's been any sort of regressions in the move that you have made. We've also got our exciting NFL um, off grid NFL top fifty series to come in the next few weeks, and obviously with the articles, we'll be accompanying them with uh, some podcasts as well. So be sure to look out to them. Um, as we review the best players from the 2022 season. That's all we've got time for today. James, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, the NFL draft was another roller coaster of a few weeks. 
in terms of the the content we produce. I'm hoping you've you're pleased what we've been able to do. Um, looking back at our predictions, though, that we um, <laughs> we were a bit off, but um, yeah, yeah that's, you can say I, that I, for everyone, can't you? I had a little look at it at mine anyway, and I think it was I can't I think I got about five right player and team, not necessarily. That's in not that too bad. Position. That's it's okay. Um, you know, but this is look, the thing is like mock drafts and stuff. They they're just a bit of fun. What it's now yeah, time for is have. looking at who's done what and sort of seeing, sort of making the evaluation from what they needed uh, and and how these players sort of improved the team going forward and and obviously you know now we can we can make a better judgment but you know yeah it's always it's always fun i would have liked a few more right um <laughs> but yeah there you go i i didn't move around the board anywhere to be well, fair i was never <laughs> gonna never gonna get that many i just try yeah. to keep it keep it fairly simple <laughs> well five five is the uh the target to beat for next year that's um yeah we'll have a, yeah. We'll have a bit of a play on what we can what we can do maybe spice spice some things up for next year but that'll have to wait <laughs> another 12 months um, I'm all right the NFL that. draft. pickles my brain looking at all this stuff uh, for the draft and everything else. It really is just just <laughs> so much. These these guys like the Daniel Jeremiah's and stuff. I know it's their bread and butter and they're, they're awesome at it. And I think he's like got forty. Did he get like forty five of his top fifty picks? We're, yeah. we're in that top fifty. So you know, he, he, this, the guy knows what he's doing. I'm not. I'm not gunning for his job or anything. But, uh, <laughs> there's so many players. It's it's such a such a vast uh, product that comes out of the college game. Of course. Just knowing and, everything uh, about everyone is almost impossible. Yeah, and, and media personnel judge the game completely differently to yeah. you know, how the actual yeah. scouts out of the actual scouting teams, the actual teams yeah. um, view the prospects. So, yeah, we will obviously wait and see to see how those prospects get on. Um, so. But for now at Off Grid, um, thank you so much for listening today. Um, we'll be back very soon with with another podcast and uh, yeah stay safe and keep keep up to date with all the um all the goings on from uh, across the nfl on our website and social media platforms have a great day and see you soon